Bent with the Chris and Sandy show where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Michelle Danner. She is a performer, teacher, storyteller, entrepreneur, and expert. The legendary acting teacher and founder of the Creative Center for the Arts and the Los Angeles Acting Conserv Conservatory. She is also well-established as a successful feature film director. Her latest film, Bad Impulse is a psychological thriller about family secrets and mm. modern technology. And her upcoming film, The Runner, is an action thriller and true life coming of age story about a troubled teenager forced to go undercover to expose a drug kingpin. Her list of acting students has included Christian Slater, Selma Hayek, Gerard Butler, Seth MacFarlane, Penelope Cruz, Chris Rock, Gabrielle Union, and Zoe Deschanel, among many more. And we're excited to have her on the show. So yes. welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Nice. Oh, to we're, we're doing, doing great. Good. So I always like to start the show out kind of same way. Um, last two years have been rough for a lot of people, but especially in entertainment. Oh, yes. It how has, has COVID affected what you do? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this time period? Well, um, for me, I had just wrapped on principal photography a couple of years ago. Um, oh, called yeah. Runner, this movie that's behind yeah. me and so I had the luxury of editing in a very relaxed way <laughs> so for me it was it was great because I didn't feel pressure and yeah. now I'm in pre-production for another movie right now and um, I'm, I'm feeling the pressure and what I'm trying to in every stage of preparing to make a movie is to work on feeling you know, there's pressure, but not letting it affect me so much. So yeah. I loved this pause that we had personally, not for the rest of the country and not for the people that, you know, suffered, obviously. Yeah. But for me, I found um, that my adrenaline was pumping less and I found a more uh, released way of doing the work, which really helped me, I think, to do the best work that I could. So I was very, very busy. I mean, having said and done, I've been joking that, I, one of the things I've been wanting to do was to bake bread and um, oh, yeah. puzzles. And mm -hmm. that's still on my list. I got all these puzzles here in my study. And oh. I've got the dough to make the bread in the kitchen. But I haven't gotten to it yet. And I have a oh, feeling wow. I'm going to be getting to it anytime <laughs> soon. But, uh, you know, when people say they've been baking the bread and reorganizing their garage and, you know, God, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like for us you know we launched this show january of 2020 so a couple months before um COVID. and I, and our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year we thought it'd be great if we could do that oh, yeah. mm -hmm. be a great foundation and then COVID happens and we're sitting there watching everything get shut down i told sandy i was like you know we can't change this but you know people like you're gonna need a place to talk and we're gonna give that to them so we stepped it up and that first year we end up doing over 300 interviews and we're over 500 now that's great. You you used your time productively as well. <laughs> we did what we could. You know, we, yeah, we tried to, we tried to you know, with, with a 10-year-old and a 3-year-old, which, of course, at that time was um, 8 and 1. one. Mm -hmm. We tried our, our best to kind of keep everything as normal for them as possible. We did. We which tried. we live in Georgia. So Georgia really was normal after the first two months. <laughs> That's right. true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it actually click for you that the entertainment world could be a career move for you? 
Uh, you know, it's hard to say only because I was just very passionate and very driven throughout my childhood and my teenage years. I I was always, I mean, the good thing about my, uh, my, my, my uh, parents is that they really gave me a lot of freedom to discover what I wanted to do. But I was always attracted to reading. I was attracted to plays. I was attracted to performing. I was attracted to writing. So I was always, I would watch a lot of movies. I would go to the theater all the time. And when I, we moved back to New York, I would go to the theater nonstop. I was just always, you know, loved the arts. Um, so I think it's always been ingrained in me. And, um, you know, and it, it is to, to this day. I mean, I, I did suffer in the last few years not being able to go to the theater. Uh, uh, yes. Here in LA, we had a performance of a wonderful play with Brian Cranston. Oh, and wow. I went, I was in the first row with my with my mask. And, you know, I thought to myself, oh, it's going to be hard for two hours, you know, not to be able to breathe too well. But I forgot that I had a mask on because it was so good. And that's oh, wow. of theater and certainly the power of the extraordinary actor that Brian Cranston is. Um, he was just, you know, to see him up close like that and to see his work. So I've always lost myself in, you know, uh, in, in the arts and performing, reading. Uh, I'm uh, just all in, fascinated with it. You know, I remember when, you know, COVID first happened, all that, and they, and they kept talking about there'll never be concerts again, there'll never be gatherings again. Yeah. And we were like, okay, now what in the world? You know, because again, I can't imagine our country without gatherings. Yes. That's been difficult. You know, I usually uh, I get these text messages, you know, I usually do poker nights where I cook dinner and we play poker and oh, we haven't wow. done that. We haven't done that in years. I haven't gone to a casino to play poker in years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, Remember, looks like we're at the other end of it. Finally looks yes, like right? at this point, it looks we like, so. <laughs> well, I will, you know, cause in five and a half weeks, I'm on set shooting a movie. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. What movie are you shooting? I'm shooting a great movie called Miranda's victim written oh, wow. by George Colber, and it's about the Miranda story. It's the Miranda rights, how those came about. Wow. It's, oh, uh, yes. it's an incredibly turning point in our country, and it mm -hmm. changed the law in America. Right. So I don't think people know, you know, when people read you the Miranda rights, you have the right to remain silent, yes. Yes. everything that goes after that. People mm. don't know what the story is. Oh, wow. Because it's never I don't. We would, yeah, that would be interesting to watch. We like, this is the true story. We get the life rights, the true story of the woman that it happened to. So it's mm -hmm. her, her perspective. And okay. uh, she kept it a secret, even from her family, for 60 years. And oh, wow. finally, she felt, you know, she, she wanted to tell the story. Oh, and, wow. and she did. And that's the movie that we're making. Donald Sutherland is going to play one of the judges. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a wonderful cast. And so I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited. Wow. I love that. So yeah. as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory and being an entertainer and all that, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles. And I always like to talk about that side of a little bit. And you kind of come at it from multiple angles from being a performer, but also um, helping performers and all that. So you've got a little different perspective um, than a lot of people on this. So take a few moments and just tell us about some of the sacrifices you've had to make through your career to get to where you are today. 
Uh huh. That's interesting. Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> There's been some sacrifices. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I I focus more on trying to organize a very creative life. You know, I've got a couple of kids like you do, and those are my priority. And I bring them on. So I, I haven't may have to make the you know a lot of actors that I work with. You know, especially when they have young kids, they get frustrated because their kids are at home. And they're missing time with their kids, so I've never had that problem because I've always brought my kids with me on yeah. set. They've always been on set. They've been backstage of a theater. They've been. Uh, they traveled with me all over the world as I've been invited all over the world to teach my master class, and mm -hmm. so I've always made them part of what I've done. Uh, mainly also because I'm very hands-on with my kids, and uh, although I, I've had you know, nannies throughout the years and people helping me, but I'm really, really hands-on. And so they, they come with me. We're very close. They're, they're part of what I do. As a matter of fact, my son studies theater and film oh, wow. at USC, and uh, he's 19 and he's going to be by my side. Um, you know, he's going to be a mini me uh, when I'm on set. He's already, uh, he's just great. We're watching all the trial, the big courtroom. Yesterday we watched Witness for the Prosecution with Marlene trick who my father who was a, a producer worked with and tyrone power and uh you know anatomy of a murder we watched kill a mockingbird so we're, we're watching all the classics oh, yes. and the movies that are more you know injustice for all and the verdict and all those movies and trial of the chicago seven so um he's immersing himself with me what's he think about the difference between the older movies to the new movies now he loves the older movies he loves uh, how the story is told he loves it and we analyzed it yesterday. We talked about the scope, the grandeur of, mm -hmm. uh, of you know, witness for the prosecution, and also the intimacy. And of course, William Wyler was the director, an extraordinary director, and uh, Charles Lawton was, you know, what can we say? Uh, so, you know, so we analyze it. We talk about it after every movie. We go in depth, and wow. I mean, this is something that I didn't do, you know, when I was 19 or when I was yeah. 25. I didn't. I didn't go as in depth and uh, my son does. And I took a page off his book and he really taught me to, to go more in depth and it's helpful, okay. especially at this stage that I'm in this pre-production where I'm researching everything. Wow. So mm -hmm. what have you learned from your son that's helped you in your career? You know, um, he watches four movies a day. He's so driven. Wow. He has to wow. write but I mean, he shows he does really well at USC. He's an A, a yeah. student, uh, but uh, he he really is a he's all in, and um, you know, not that I wasn't all in, but there's yeah. different definitions of being all in, of being completely immersed, and I've talked about you know this bubble of concentration that you put around you so that you don't get distracted by little things that take you away from the main you know. The main purpose. So um, I see that when he's concentrated, he's he's very concentrated, wow. mm -hmm. um, which is great. Um, and he's passionate. And I mean, I've always been passionate. He he'll tell you that he got it from me. But, <laughs> yeah. So but what's he, what's happy. been a big lesson that you've learned from your students? Um, well, I learn from every student that I work with. Whether I do a private coaching or I do a class, or mm -hmm. I do a conversation. I learn from every interaction, from every student. Um, 
you know, they're like sponges. They want to learn. They want to succeed. They want to to break through, to find a way to break the ice. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, um, I, I, of course, try and impart the knowledge that I have, that I've accumulated throughout the years, the lessons that I've learned. Um, but everybody, every story that is shared with me, every every moment of resilience that they share with me or overcoming adversity, you know, teaches me something. You know, being that one of your past students with, was Chris Rock, I guess the recent thing was like, whoa, blown away. <laughs> you must have taught him well for him to stay calm. Well, I mean, I don't know if I taught him that. If anything, he taught me. But I did work with Chris intensively on a movie. Um, okay, yeah. Many, many hours. And um, and then he, you know, I have it on my list, but now I'm going to wait a little bit. After <laughs> I've had it on my list to write to him because what he gave me talk about learning from your students uh -huh. he yeah. gave me advice on how to raise children oh wow oh, he said yeah. to me that you know his parents gave him the freedom to figure out what he wanted to do and they gave him the time to do that mm -hmm. and put the pressure on him and i remember seeing a long time ago a documentary called the race to nowhere and, and really agreeing with that philosophy of bringing up you know children yeah. That was like when you drive, I always say the same thing when you're driving down the street and inevitably somebody will look to you and honk you and pass you and muscularize and just, you know, you, you pissed them off because you went too slow. And then five minutes later, you're at the light and you're both <laughs> at the light. And so that person got angry and that person muscularized and that person forced you to go fast and you, you got there at the same time. And so I think that that's important. You know, I want my children to enjoy their childhood as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. I don't want them to feel pressure. There'll, there'll be plenty time enough. There'll be plenty of time later in life, yeah. you know, with, when you do projects and, and stuff that you'll feel the pressure. It's like, don't, don't, you know, just have a great childhood and, and, yeah. and try and take the time to figure out, you know, I've told my son, you take as long as you figure out what you want to do. Uh, you know, yeah. The one thing I've always wanted to do and I did not do, um, and I said that to him, he knows that, you know, I had wanted to give him a wall in his bedroom, like a whole entire wall, where he could paint whatever he wanted. Oh, but that's a great he idea. He did it in his imagination time and time again. But mm -hmm. I really just give him that, that absolute freedom to express himself. And I remember that when he was two years old and I was touring schools around here, all the schools, you know, figuring mm -hmm. out what preschool he was going to go to, what elementary school he was going to go to. Um, you know, I remember just finding, I wanted to find a school and principles of education that would not squash his creativity. Yeah. yeah. For him. My other I kid is a major athlete. He's just an athlete. Uh, he's in his body and, um, you know, he's less passionate about arts. However, he's a <laughs> great writer so every kid is different as you know because you've got to yeah. come to them right. and they're all you know it's different fits for different things but anyway to just go back to chris rock who handled beautifully obviously what happened to him a couple of weeks ago at the oscars uh mm -hmm. i'm very grateful to him for having handed me down a great lesson about parenting wow mm -hmm. i love oh, that because that's, that's how we want to raise our kids you know I've, it is you know i've got yes. friends of mine who are say 15, 20 years in their careers and they're miserable. 
and you sit down and talk to them and, and you're like, yeah, how can you be miserable? You, know, you got this great lifestyle. You got this great family. You got this amazing career. And they're like, well, well, the career's the problem. And you're like, what do you mean the career is the problem? You went to six years of college or whatever it was. And they're like, well, I didn't want to do this. My parents, my guidance counselor, my friends all said what I wanted to do couldn't work. And they all said, this is where the money's at. So they went there and now they're completely miserable. And I don't want, you know, I've never wanted to be controlled. I want to be able to create my own way and all that. And I, and I want our kids to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Yes. Because <clears throat> I think it's so important because you could, you know, I've watched parents say, no, you got to be a doctor. We're all doctors in this family and we, you got to be a doctor. And they just take whatever creativity that God may have gave, give them right out from them. And it's and it's sad to see because they would, you know, they're in a possession, you know, a, a career that's not they're not passionate about now. And who knows what they could have been if they'd have just went the other route. Exactly. That's right. You have to let your children <clears throat> discover what they want to do with their lives. So because that is really the prerequisite. That's the foundation of having a happy life. Mm -hmm. It is. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so as you know, a lot of people, they, they see you, but they don't see the teams behind the actors and all, of, and all the people in entertainment and all that. Mm -hmm. But in our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. On our show, so they get important. love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helped you be who you are. Okay. Well, you know, I, first I have to go to my sisters. I work with my sisters. Oh, yeah. I remember that was a dream of my dad's. Wow. So oh, wow. He passed away a few months before I gave birth to my first son. And, uh, you know, one of his dreams was that his daughters should work together. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Before he passed, I said to him, oh, and by the way, I just want to tell you that I will make your dream come through. We already had started to work together anyway. Mm -hmm. We always worked together. We're very close sisters. I said, we will continue, I said, to work together. I promise you that. And um, so I have, uh, you know, one of my sisters runs the acting schools that we have. Oh, wow. uh, my other sister is a producer on this, on all the movies that I've done. She's, she's produced them. My best friend, uh, Brian, has also been a producer. We've worked together for, oh God, I don't even want to tell you, 30 years. Because that really <laughs> ages. Um, and I, I have very much longevity. I have... Uh, my, my nanny housekeeper, you know, has been with me for 22 years. I remember wanting to meet somebody before I gave birth. I said, you know, I'm going to work. I, I'm not going to stop working because I have children. So I want to meet somebody a couple of years ahead of time that I yeah. feel like, that I could trust. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I did. And, and she had turned out, she turned out to work out with her. She was great. Oh, wow. And she's here to stay. And with her, I have another nanny that with the same 22 years, uh, she's the one that helped me at night, you know, hold the babies while I was getting some sleep. Um, so, you know, uh, from my personal life to uh, a wonderful right hand, you know, uh, assistant co-producer that I have, that's when we've been with me for eight years. Um, so, you know, and I've worked with Lori for many years, who you've yeah. dealt with. Uh, in my yeah. uh, so I have a lot of people in place and I have a lot of longevity with them. So they span, you know, many, many years, you know, if not decades. Um, 
Wow. And, you know, we have a shorthand with each other. My director of photography for this next movie is the same director of photography that I used for this movie behind me, The Runner. Uh, I like working with the same people. I like having relationships. I like trusting people. Mm -hmm. uh, loyal, you know, when you know somebody is loyal and you trust them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's very collaborative. You know, it's a collective. We work well together. And it's important to create that kind of community around you. Yeah. Uh, I feel very fortunate. My God, I feel so lucky. I mean, I'm going to go now and shoot for 30 days this big movie. This is an important story. It's a big movie on the East Coast in New Jersey. And oh, wow. here I have my sisters and I have my niece and I have my children and I have my long-term collaborators that are all going to be there with me. So mm. how, how lucky is that? I'm, I'm wow. enormously grateful. Love that. You know, speaking yeah. of team members, we have a third co-host, our 10-year-old yes, that we allow come ask a couple questions. And he's actually launching his own little podcast probably the fall of this yes. year. Yes, <laughs> later this year. <laughs> yes. We, we like you. We keep it in the family. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's great. I love it. And we've got a three, as you know, three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show because we do keep it a family affair. It's the only way to be. That's great. I love that. So and, while we're waiting for them, what's kind of next for you? Well, I'm in this thing, the Miranda victim, the pre-production. After that, I do have a couple of other movies that I'm prepping, uh, that I'm not prepping for, that I will be doing. So, you know, you're always, when you're, when you're a director, when you're a storyteller, you always work on different stories. You know, you always have different stories and it's always the one that goes is the one, you know, the logistically, the one that's got the financing ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's the one that moves forward faster. So here I am with this one, but I have two other uh, movies that I am absolutely passionate about. Um, so that'll be, you know, later in the year, next year. Yeah. That is awesome. Hi, how are you? So, what's your favorite food? What is what? What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Oh, my favorite food. My favorite food is, I think what we ordered last night is probably pizza. Not good mm. for my waist, but my favorite food. Because what's yours? My favorite food's pizza. <laughs> ah, so there we have something in common. What's your name? Uh, Christopher. Christopher, hi. And how old are you? I'm Wait, 10. Ten, great. <coughs> nice to meet you. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Oh God, I have so many, mm -hmm. uh, so many. But um, there's some that I should not mention because you're not old enough to see them. <laughs> and if I see my son, for instance, you know, my 12 year old wanted to see uh, the Hundred, the show called the Hundred, but I had to cover his eyes in many places <laughs> that were not appropriate, that were violent. Um, but I am very eclectic in my taste, meaning I really like all kinds of different things because I learn from everything. Right now I'm watching old movies for this courtroom movie I'm about to shoot. But I'm trying to think of stuff that I would have watched that you would have liked. Well, I've gone to see all the Marvel movies, right? What are your favorite movies, Lenny, or, or shows? What are you? Oh, well, my favorite show is SpongeBob and my favorite movie is The Minions. Ah, okay. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen a lot of the, the Marvel and... Yeah. All of that universe. Uh, nice. I've seen a lot of it. And I, my, my dance card is very filled because with every member of my family, there's shows that we're watching together. And everybody fights and goes, oh, we're watching this tonight or we're watching that tonight. So I don't know if you have the same thing, if there's shows that you watch with your mom, with your dad. 
Um, we let, basically that we let Caitlin probably is the one that is the boss of everything. She's the three, the three-year-old, you know, she, she always wants to watch the minions. So we watch yes. it like all day long. And I probably could tell you every part that's coming up. Oh, in that. <laughs> well, I've watched my share of SpongeBob's and Caillou. And back in the day, I don't know if that's happening now is blues. I was so glad when he grew out of Caillou. <laughs> um, blues clues is a big one. Oh, yes. that, that we, was, had we had Josh come on the show um, a year about a year ago. Yeah. Oh, he's he's Blue's Clues. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty cool. Yeah, that was um, that was fun for the kids. But I've watched them all, and then when they grew up a little older, I would take them to New York and take them to see Broadway shows. I mean, there was that SpongeBob musical, mm -hmm. uh, or the School of Rock show. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, all basically all of them, uh, Aladdin and all the Disney stuff, and you know, we we've seen it all. But it's yeah. it's fun. It's fun now. Of course, they're watching stuff that is a little bit more grown up. <laughs> exactly. Bye. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Bye. You know, he's been on almost every episode, and you know, again, we keep it family affair. We love doing this and, you know, we don't know where his future will be, but you know what, maybe with our connections now with the show, who knows, the future looks bright for him. <laughs> yes. Great. That's so great. I love it. So um, since you deal with a lot of actors and all, I usually ask what, what people would like to co-star with, but I'm going to flip the script a little bit on this. What two actors would you love to see in a movie together? Um. Oh, wow. Um, well, I don't know. There's been so many combinations. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's a difficult question. There's so many. I, you know, because I'm in the middle of casting right now, I am constantly watching actors' works. I mean, constantly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a given that yeah. two actors yeah. work together would have a certain chemistry together. Uh, you have to take a risk. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes when actors don't like each other, they happen to have a combustible chemistry. <laughs> oh, yes. People have been known to, not always, but people have been known to, you know, be married or together as a couple and work together and, and that fizzle is out there. It doesn't work. Um, you know, it's, it's if everybody had the formula on what <laughs> create chemistry between, you know, two actors or what would You'd be, be rich if you had that formula? Well, if everybody had the formula to go, you know, for sure, we'll make a great movie because we have a, a, this and this and this and all mm. of these ingredients are perfect. But that's the crapshoot of it all, right? Is that yeah. you can have a lot of great ingredients and sometimes it's a little lackluster. And sometimes you have things that go array and it comes out great. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to, uh, to have. There's no formula to this, right? Exactly. Right. So tell us about your creative um, center for the arts that you run. Yes. Well, you know, obviously in the last few years, we, you know, because here in California, things have been shut down and have reopened. And now, of course, we're talking about not shutting down again, but, you know, another variant. So that, but people have reopened and we, um, you know, I have a, a two acting schools, the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory, the Michelle Benner Acting Studio, and a center for the arts where we do an annual film festival. We mount plays. Uh, we do many events, you know, readings. And um, it's, um, it's a pretty wonderful energy, creative energy. Um, I, I'm just very excited to have live arts 
come back. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's an important part of us just living, you know, um, yeah. mm -hmm. be able to go and watch somebody live. Um, you know, though I love these Zooms, you know, I, I personally think we can get a lot accomplished through Zoom. And oh. uh, so I've done play readings through Zooms and readings of screenplay through Zooms. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of things, but it's you can't, you know, equate it to what it's like to be live, obviously. Exactly. I yeah, love that. Certainly. So where do you want to be in the next five years? Uh, you know, I think to continue to do what I'm doing, I have about, like I said, three, four movies that are on my vision board that I'd like to, you know, make happen. Uh, I'll continue to teach always and, and to coach. And then, you know, because my 19 year old did really, he's a storyteller at heart. Yeah. I want to facilitate, you know, him getting his dreams. So I see myself being on set, helping him, you know, to, to make, uh, to make his movies. That's what I think, you know, continuing to be with my family, to grow with my family. Uh, you know, the good news is, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't see like, oh, the next five years I have to accomplish this much because I think that if I never accomplished one more thing for the rest of my life, I would actually, I, I, I'm okay. I, I've done it. So I don't have the pressure of having to accomplish anything. Uh, just to continue living and finding, you know, joy in, in the creativity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look, say, 15 years down the road and um, you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're at the top. What do you hope you never forget? Um, you know, it's so funny that you say that because me and my son, Nicholas, were watching late at night at one o'clock in the morning a few months ago on, on Sundance, the... Mm -hmm. um, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz documentary that's now on Amazon. You know, we had watched the movie directed by Aaron Sorkin, and then we watched this documentary. And three quarters in, uh, my son stopped and he said, he had tears in his eyes. And he said to me, please make sure that I, I, I'm never like that. And what he meant by that is losing track of the joy, you know, and which not Lucille Ball, because I think Lucille yeah. Ball. We had that gratefulness. It was more Desi Arnaz that nothing oh. was ever going to fill the wound that he had, you know, from yeah. his childhood, from Cuba, from having to leave, from his family. Mm -hmm. Nothing was ever going to be good enough. And he was so successful. And he created such an empire. And and, and But none of it filled it. None of it filled the hole. Yes. And, um, and I think that my son understood that there's potentially a hole that you try to fill and, and, you know, it's like Susan Cain, you know, and nothing is ever, you know, good enough, but only to realize at the end of the day that it's Rosebud, that you don't have to fill anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, you know, want to continue to be surrounded by, you know, love and, um, and, and then not feel like we have to be somewhere to be somebody, you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. we don't. It really doesn't matter. I mean, none of it really, really matters as long as, you know, we find ways to fulfill ourselves creatively. Exactly. Yes. What are some sources of inspiration for you? I read a lot. I try. I mean, one of my greatest frustrations, I always say, is I don't have time to read as much as I'd like to read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to do it early in the morning because then if I do it late at night, I'm tired. 
Um, so then at that point, I watch a lot of content, which is helpful in itself. Um, right. So, you know, um, and then my children are my biggest source of inspirations. You know, you, you ask me, what, what did I learn from my students? What do I learn from my teachers, from my, my, my children? They're my mm -hmm. teachers. And I learn every single day something. So if you really listen and you really pay attention, you're always going to learn something. Yes. And what would you like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Uh, well, this movie is pretty important. This one, right? Hi. I think this is a great story. I mean, my God, this is, you know. It's a great story. It's pretty extraordinary. Um, you know, just a, a storyteller, uh, a, a true storyteller. I want to mm -hmm. keep it simple. I love that because that's always been my passion. As you know, I always kept trying to figure out what, when I narrow it down, what is the passion I have? And, you know, I, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But when you really get down to it, it's storytelling. It's hearing the stories or me telling the stories. It's that to me is what boils down to me. I love the story. You know, I tell my students it's the oldest profession around the campfire. I know people think it's that other profession, but it's, it's not. It's storytelling. That's the oldest yeah. profession. A good, good story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as we come to a close here, what advice would you give someone who wants to do what you do? You know, I, I would say study. Study, have meaningful conversations. Uh, be patient. Don't feel that it has to be, you know, uh, fast food. You know, I need to get it now. It's ah, yeah. to hang out, which was ultimately that Chris Rock, you know, uh, advice and 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 mm -hmm. what he grew up with is that his parents gave them gave him the freedom to figure it out like just be patient you know figure it out don't feel like you gotta have to get on the treadmill that's i think what was great i mean there were not a lot of things that were great about COVID, obviously but one of the things that was great is that it made people all over the world because we were all in it together it was global think about your life and redefine your life and think yeah. about what do I really want and really reflect because we had the time to do that. You didn't have the thing of go here, go there, do this, do that. You could just stop everything and really think, am I, am I doing what I want with my life? Am I contributing what I need to contribute? And so, um, you know, I would say without COVID, because we're back now and, and people are back on the treadmill and we are, you know, the quick adrenaline of life, never lose the sight of taking the time to stop and to breathe and to reflect and to think about how you want to create it for yourself. Yes, exactly. Because, mm -hmm. you know, talking about uh, the what COVID did of making people think about what they really wanted to do that also helped people to decide whether to, if they really wanted to be an actor or be a musician, because a lot of people left the industry, not because they didn't think it was coming back, but because deep down they realized, you know what? this is not what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, and, and then other people, it made them realize that is what they wanted to do. So, yeah, it, you know, they so it really put a lot of perspective mm -hmm. in people's lives. I think that oh, in 2020, that mm -hmm. just was a game changer for a lot of people. If like you said, they took the time to sit down and breathe. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> so as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. 
Oh, all right. I'm always bad with that. But I mean, you know, you can look up Michelle Danner Acting Studio, the Michelle Danner Acting Conservatory, uh, Instagram, Michelle Danner LA, I think. Uh, but you can find me. If you just plug it in, you will find. Love awesome. that. And yeah, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We and did. we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you very much. You know, good luck with you and your beautiful children. Thank you. We oh, appreciate thanks. it. We you appreciate too. that. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.